This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Nadia? <laughs> uh, could be better, but all is good in the hood with me. So how's it going with you? All right. I'm good. I'm good. Quick question, though. Yeah. What does a $10 billion wedding band look like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was the prize, though, that, you know, it went from 10 billion to 1200. So <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought, one, I think diamonds are a scam anyway. So that's, that's another, yes. another topic. But I, I don't understand ring culture to begin with. Like, I thought, so there's an engagement ring and then there's a there's a wedding band. And then um, I guess you spend a lot on one, right? One has a diamond and I guess that's the engagement one. And then I guess the wedding band can be less expensive because 1200 to me didn't seem like what people would say is a three months. You're supposed to save apparently a three month salary, I guess, for one of the rings. Correct. Engagement one. <laughs> yeah. Not that I agree with it, but I agree with the fact that the whole concept of diamond ring is a scam right. by the De Beers diamond company but apparently from what i've learned wedding bands are supposed to be cheaper than the engagement ring supposedly the expectation that a lot of people have is that it has to be like a three to six month salary type of thing which i feel bad because it puts a lot of pressure on people that are proposing i feel bad that that's the expectation i don't think society should have that type of expectation there was something else you mentioned, Lon. I think the wedding bands, some of them do have diamonds on them. So it, there are some patterns that come just plain, right? And then there are some that has like uh, small diamonds. It's not like big ones like on the engagement ring, but there are some b- wedding bands that have diamonds. And I would imagine those are the more expensive ones. Now I understand Jovi then, because at first <laughs> I was like, you could you could go a little higher. If the expectation is three months salary, you, you could go a tad higher. But if he already bought an engagement ring and then now he's going to have to buy another ring. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like 1200 really. Like, I just bought, I just fucking bought one. Yeah, so, yeah I, I kind of get, get it now. <laughs> A question for you though: Would you call their wedding a shotgun wedding? I don't I guess. Think I guess it does, right? It does qualify because Yara's pregnant. They kind of have to rush it, but in a way, they have to rush it because of the visa. But is that considered a shotgun wedding? I don't. I mean, I don't know how people are defining shotgun weddings nowadays. But like, for me, I thought a shotgun wedding was more forced, a little bit more forced, and not not as much consent. At least in the Philippines, it's called shotgun wedding because it's not that you really wanted to get married, but you were being forced to it 
maybe by the parents or something, usually by the parents, right? So for those not familiar, shotgun wedding, I believe is the term, because uh, if you've impregnated the daughter, then the father is holding a shotgun to you, like you better marry my daughter, you, you better do her right, right? And is threatening you with a shotgun, hence shotgun wedding. So, you know, I don't necessarily think this was that much. It, I don't think it really fits that description where obviously not going to be that extreme, but it still wasn't as forced. I think they both kind of came to agreement that this is already a 90 day fiance. So you'd think it was already headed in that direction. Right. Sort of and what do you yeah. think of the Johnny Cash? I actually like the Johnny Cash, the steel gray. So gray was not a color I would have, you know, normally picked and you know <laughs> we like to joke about how i don't think about weddings but this is one of the things that i have thought about so i thought about the uh, the suit and the food right? sure lon sure you didn't think about <laughs> and that's the it wedding. that's it that's it that's it but yeah you know i would have thought maybe white or something black but the steel gray with the black accents on it was actually i thought that was a clean look so i, I props to that i really like that a lot yeah I'm actually excited that they're getting married in Graceland, right? Or by Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't even know who Elvis is. I don't yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the unfortunate part is that she's not as excited as the rest of us who know what that's about, you know, to be married by quote unquote Elvis, right? Or Elvis impersonator. It seems like a fun themed wedding, but I'm, I bet with Yara, it's, it probably will go over her head. Like she probably won't feel the same excitement as the rest of us. I wonder if she even knows that that's the kind of wedding they're going to have. What if she's still, still under the impression that they're going to like, like a chapel chapel or at least some kind of church service. And oh my then, God. You know <laughs> what? she arrives there. Yeah. You made a great point, Lon, because obviously not coming from the US, I bet she doesn't know the connotation behind a Vegas wedding. I don't know if Jovi explained it to her like, hey, you know, people who get married in Vegas typically elope, right? right. Or it's like a shotgun wedding or it's like a drunkard wedding <laughs> because she comes across as someone who's like classy, someone who has high expectation, is possibly <laughs> high maintenance. And then like to get married in Vegas, it's contradictory, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, and I, th I think I mentioned this, like I've been to weddings in Vegas before. We did one at, I believe it was the Venetian and they had a nice chapel and we got dressed up and family members were there. So you can still have those kinds of weddings. But traditionally, yes, the Vegas wedding was kind of the, the last minute. Let's just go ahead and do this. Let's, why don't you and I, we'll do this. Why don't we just leave today and we'll get married right now. Right. So yeah, they have those services too. And with the Elvis thing and you know you just get you just go and whatever you're wearing and show up <laughs> so i don't know yeah because she's under the impression that you oh, know he's picking out a suit and i'm you know i've obviously picked out a dress i think she's she might be expecting a little more than what she's gonna get mm. i mean what does it say about jovi that the dad is asking him if he's serious about the wedding so these are fair concerns, right? And it's it's the dad, it's it's his friends. And I think they've asked this question many times. I think it's one of those things where they know him. They know him outside of what we see on the cameras, outside of what we see on the show. And even from what we see on the show, you can already tell that 
it doesn't seem like he's quite ready for marriage. So his friends and his family asking questions, I think he is the type of party boy and they're just concerned. I think they really are concerned. Are you willing to spend the rest of your life with, with one woman and under not, I would, I don't want to say control, but under certain boundaries and rules. So yeah, I, you know, I think they have valid concerns, but I also think um, Jovi knows what he's getting into. He knows how high maintenance she can be, or it can be. And um, he's signing up for that. So I think he really does love her. And I think I've mentioned before that they're actually a pretty realistic couple from what we've seen. They do get into fights and then they do work it out eventually. So yeah, yeah. and they're still together. And they're still together. With a kid. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think the way I read it is the father and his friends uh, just concerned that Yara is marrying Vacation Jovi. Mm, right. Right. Yep. Like Vacation Jovi is the fun Jovi, the Jovi that probably doesn't exhibit any problems or is carefree and there's not a lot of responsibilities behind that, you know. So I can understand their concerns, but I think part of the reason why there's not a clarity on their end is the fact that they don't know that she's pregnant. If she, the if they had right. known, I don't think they will even question him. They'll be like, yeah, get married ASAP. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I kind of felt bad for her when, you know, she showed up and she was happy and yeah. like, having fun. And then they're like, what are you going to have to drink? And she's like, oh, I'll have a water. And they kind of were like, oh, here we go. Like, you can't even, you can't live a little, you know. But yeah. Joey couldn't tell them that. I don't like that she's being, <laughs> I, w I don't know whether to call it alcohol shamed or water shamed. Like, <laughs> That's true. Pregnant or not, right? I don't think people should be, if people choose not to drink, that's true. Yeah. If people choose not to drink, pregnant or not, it shouldn't be like, come on, you know? So I get that. I get that too. It's just one of those things when, when you're in Vegas, that's an odd choice. <laughs> I'll just have water. <laughs> well, we do know that the next couple that we're going to talk about has a decent, respectable wedding ceremony. And in my point of view, one of the sweetest that we've seen, even though it was kind of rushed because of COVID. What do you think of Julia and Brendan's intimate wedding ceremony? <laughs> Sneakers and all. Okay. Um, I started crying, like right. not bawling crying. My eyes watered up um, and it was just so touching. So under the circumstances, one, I think he looked great. Brandon actually, you know, he, he cleans up nicely. And I thought it was really cute that Julia was in a dress, not that, that she picked, but also in a dress and sneakers. And I know that that's not the wedding that they wanted. But for me, I still think that this is something memorable, still special. I mean, to get married during this time right now and, and like COVID in the future, when they talk about how things happened and they're explaining the story, like you got married during this time. It was on a television show. It was unconventional. It wasn't extraordinary, I would say. Yeah. So when the parents were on the phone and they were started to cry and then Brandon's mom like started to cry, it, it hit different, you know, and my eyes started watering up. So yeah, I actually liked it. I think Brandon also doing his vows in Russian it was a good move. I almost kind of dismissed it because Julia speaks English anyway. So she's already speaking his language. But, you know, it's still, I thought that was a really good move. He didn't have to do that. And, and a lot of people don't. But he put in that extra effort, which I think he should have anyway. But yeah, <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. The vows were so heartfelt. 
I know people talked a lot of shit about Julia speaking English because that's like, okay, well, she speaks English anyway. But still, to write that vow and express it, I thought that was very heartfelt. And I watched this episode twice and both times I choked. You know, it it was really tear-jerking for me. Um, so I guess I'm a sucker for romance. <laughs> yeah. I recently read that a lot of people have actually changed their mind on Ron and Betty. People have claimed that Ron and Betty, you know, Brendan's parents have started to grow on them. Or mm. they've, like, I guess, turned a corner or they felt that his parents are starting to look sweet. You know, are starting to, like the, I say, turn the corner. Arc. Yeah, the story arc. The story arc right, is changing. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's interesting. What we've heard, I still think is really interesting. And I don't want that to get lost that, you know, they were doomsday like doomsday, doomsday preppers. preppers yeah doomsday preppers yeah. and and they have a history of like swinging i think that's still pretty <laughs> cool you know what i mean um yeah you know, obviously in the beginning when they were very restrictive and stuff that's what i really didn't like but i i thought that was actually pretty cool when we just discovered that little tidbit of people spilling that tea yeah <laughs> yeah i think the whole concept of them or the whole act of them trying to exploit her labor that might have been something that the production crew scripted because i like to think that they're probably more lenient i hope they're more lenient than that i hope they don't think that oh julia is now another help that we can sort of exploit right or we don't have to pay because she's our daughter-in-law now i i like to think that they're they're more right. savvy than that. I mean, I like to think they're more lenient than that. I hope. I hope. Yeah. So. If it was fabricated, good job on TLC. Because that was one of the more believable ones, I think. Right. Because I really did start to not like. I was like, what? Yeah. We were hella emotional about that. We are like, uh-uh. Yeah. No, what are, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, we feel for Julia. We're like, nuh-uh. <laughs> this girl didn't come all the way to U.S. to do farm work. Right. Come on. And tying it in with, oh, we thought you were going to inherit the farm and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> if that wasn't, you know, the real deal. So, yeah. And, and another thing about Brandon's vows, like we all know how Julia feels when he doesn't show interest. And I had mentioned that words of affirmation are Julia's love language. Like she likes that kind of stuff. So she totally loved it when he was doing that, you know, even as weird and as, as poor as it came off his how he spoke it. I meant like as bad as his Russian was, I think she really did appreciate that. So good luck. <laughs> Wasn't there a scene where Julia was arranging the flowers and he said something and she cried? Like she kind of choked up as well, remember? She was arranging her own flowers for the wedding and he said something. And she was like, that. oh my God, so cute, so cute or something like that. <laughs> I, I remember her saying so cute. I don't yeah. remember what, if he had said anything. Yeah, and then, and then afterwards, he arranged that home spa for her. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, which I thought it's a good move on his part. Like he knows that he needs to make up for all those Definitely. nonchalant behavior and not, you know, not being interested in the wedding planning and stuff. So, yeah, I'm really happy for them. Good recovery, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, good recovery indeed. I thought it was cute when she, in her vows, she said something about make protein cookies. Make protein <laughs> Wait, is Brandon the type to eat protein cookies? I didn't see him eating protein cookies. Why did that suddenly appear? 
It might have been off camera because I think what people noticed as evidence of doomsday hoarding or prepping per se was there was a lot of like canisters of protein powder and stuff and on the shelves in the background for people who were observing. Yeah, they were like, oh, what? What the hell? Yeah, then they would screenshot and like why do they have like stacks of fucking canisters of protein powder on their shelves so it might have been maybe off camera they had made like oh let's make i'm just guessing you know that yeah might have occurred that they made protein cookies and she included in their vows so i kind of like vows like that i've been to weddings where people say their vows and brandon's was so formal but you know when people throw in little like inside jokes or little things like that i thought that was really sweet <laughs> yeah personal touches right yeah so i guess the jokes on us because brendan and his family were or have been ready for covid then oh <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they stocked up on a lot of toilet yeah. paper <laughs> who gets the last laugh yeah. right <laughs> yeah i guess all that prepping right. worked <laughs> Well, they weren't involved in the in the toilet paper wars. They already had some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Moving on to Ziet and Becca. What do you think of Ziet's suit? Because his wedding suit was pretty pimping, wasn't it? Yeah. Y'all, let's normalize. <laughs> normalize <laughs> shopping at Target <laughs> for your wedding. And, and you know, I, and I think I actually have worn that combo before. It's a good look. <laughs> it is. I like to see him groom himself. Remember he said he looks cute whereas he did his hair. I right. thought that was really endearing. Yeah. I, I found that really cute. I connected with that because I used to spend a lot of time on my hair. <laughs> Dude, your hair is always on fleek, (laughs) if that's still a thing in 2021. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I identified with that. I was like, oh, there he goes. But then it kept showing and I was like, I don't know if I spent that much time on it. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I have to say, I have a lot of appreciation for men who take their time grooming. I mean, there's excessive grooming and then there's grooming, grooming. And I thought that was something to appreciate, right? Like he took his time. one's appearance. Right. Right. Yeah. He took his time to make himself look good for her, I'm guessing. So yeah, props on that. Like, why not? Right. If he wants to look cute, he wants to look cute. And the thing too, like when we finally see the wedding, the wedding was fine. So she got what she wanted. To me, I thought it was like... They really did make a mountain out of a molehill. And I was wondering if they just created that drama to create the drama because she got the horse and carriage. Yeah. Right. The dress was fine. She's freaking out that the dress wasn't going to fit. And in the end, everything worked, worked out. out. Yeah, it did. It, it worked did. out perfect. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> Rebecca, worked. not bad for your fourth wedding, you know. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like, okay. <laughs> if she's already had the perfect wedding maybe or at least she's had the opportunity to have the perfect wedding before so i'm thinking her first wedding you know when she believed that this was going to be the only wedding didn't she go all out on that one or the second wedding when the first one didn't work out didn't she go all out on that one so by this time i'm not saying weddings are less special but at least i'd be more flexible i'd be like well, you know, I already had my dream wedding or whatever. I already did that. I don't need that anymore. I just want to marry you. Yeah. Wouldn't she be of that mindset? I would think, but she might want every wedding to be the dream wedding. <laughs> I think she definitely wants to show off her 27-year-old fiancé, you know, so she wants to do it up. She wants the fantasy wedding, you know, the whole Cinderella thing. 
I guess. So I kind of wonder, like, why is she making such a big deal about his suit, about her wedding dress that came out wrong? I don't know. Like, it's so weird that she wore her corset outside. I guess, right? Did you notice that? Like, she, yeah. I guess she got the measurement wrong or something. I felt everything went smoothly, as smoothly as it can be during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, was she just being a bridezilla? <laughs> I guess she kind of was, but not in that hot-tempered sense. More of like a fussy, just being anxious. I don't know what else to say except Seth Rogen thinks that Ziet became straight up sexy. Right? Isn't that what he tweeted? <laughs> I didn't even know he watched the show. Yeah, apparently he's a big fan. <laughs> it's official now, man. Ninety Day Fiance is official now. See, I, I finally saw like the tweet that he tweeted out, but I had no idea. <laughs> Seth Rogen watches Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was something that people noticed, Lon. That I'm not sure if you noticed when the officiator or the pastor asked who gives this woman away. Why is it not her son? Why is it her daughter's fiance? Did nah, you ever wonder? I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention really to that part. So it, it, traditionally, it's the dad that's supposed to give away. Yeah, the dad or the son oh, if the dad's not around. Oh, the, the men of the okay, house, okay. right? Supposedly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And she has two sons. I, I think. Don't know. She has three. I, I want to say she has three, four kids, I think. I think three kids. And I know one daughter and the other is probably two, a son. She gets along I mean, with her daughter more? So. Maybe. Maybe. The daughter's made more appearances, right? Yeah. And remember, oh, maybe it's because of COVID that, I don't know. It could that's be that so weird. Too. Yeah. Anyway, I just noticed that and I thought, okay, that's kind of weird that her future <laughs> son-in-law is giving her away. Not that it matters much, but, you know, just an observation on my part. Wait, her future son-in-law gave Yeah, her because away? when the pastor asked who's giving this woman away, I forgot his name. Was it Mike or something? Like, the daughter's boyfriend said, me. And I was like, okay. Like, who's the other guy? <laughs> See, I, was, I wasn't paying attention to all that. I was just like, oh, it's a cool wedding ceremony. <laughs> Yeah, watch it again because I thought that was weird. I just thought, like, why him and why not her son? But anyway, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't matter. They're married. They're living happily ever after. I saw a video of Ziet. This is a very cute video of Ziet standing outside of, I guess, their vehicle, Rebecca's car. And he was dancing to The weekend's Blinding Lights. Oh, nice. (laughs) It was really cute. I thought I sent that to you guys, but... Ziet definitely growing on all of us. I, you know, if there isn't any Ziet appreciation fan club out there, there should be. But yeah. you know, if Seth Rogen thinks that you've become sexy, yeah, <laughs> you're definitely like well loved, right, or well liked. Yeah, he's come out of his shell this season. He's he's an he's a brand new person this season. Is that glow up? <laughs> <laughs> that glow up, yeah, that glow up. For yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's move to our last so-called i wouldn't say shotgun wedding but our last wedding it's hazel and Tariq tarzel's garden wedding what do you think of that come on let me bite you (laughs) 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 that was one of my main notes (laughs) dude that's relatable to me i don't know why 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was great, but holy crap, man, his friend does everything, doesn't she? Angela. Angela. Yeah. Yeah. At first, when she was helping Hazel get dressed and stuff, I was like, oh, that's nice. She's helping, you know, get dressed. And then all of a sudden, she was officiating the wedding. I was like, what? <laughs> what does she not do? So that was pretty cool. And what I really thought was cool, too, was I like that they did that callback to the tradition that dates back to when their ancestors were enslaved and that. Oh, jumping the broom. Right. Jumping the broom, you know, and this is what TLC should really be about, right? TLC used to be learning channel, y'all. And I don't know yeah. how much we're learning these days, but things like that are why I watched like things like 90 Day Fiance, these things about culture that yeah. I don't understand or these things I might miss. And that was a really cool like moment. Obviously, it's fucked up and it's sad that they were enslaved in the first place and that they weren't allowed to have marriages or to be married. But then to bring that back and to say we would have to jump over the broom. I thought that was really interesting and they didn't play it up. It was a fleeting moment. But for me, that was a very standout moment of the show. Yeah. If things on 90 Day Fiance can all be considered trash TV, they can at least try to fit in these moments that are enlightening. That made me like 90 Day Fiance in the first place was things I didn't know about this process or things I didn't know about other cultures. And for me, that was one of the highlights of their wedding. What did you think? I absolutely found that fascinating, even though I know that that is a tradition amongst the Mm -hmm. Black community. There's a movie about it, by the way. Mm called Jumping the Broom. It's a really good movie. I guess it's the equivalent of uh, Jewish people breaking the glass Uh. when they get married. So the Blacks, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a story behind it. And it's a really cool concept to incorporate in the wedding because it does tie into the culture. So I really thought that was really cool of Tariq to include that. I also appreciate the fact that he put together a nice garden wedding for her. He did everything. Um, You know, he... I guess, brought the chairs and it was cool that his other brother came to help. And I mean, kudos to his brother, Dwayne, for driving all the way from Salt Lake City to, (laughs) yeah, to Virginia Beach to help them out. So it's really nice. And I, I also appreciate the fact that he respected COVID guidelines and, you know, insisted that his mom, you know, didn't fly over. It's a really sweet wedding, you know, the way Hazel talked about Tariq and the way Tariq was amazed at her beauty. I thought Hazel cleaned up well. She's already pretty, but with the whole wedding makeup and everything, she's like angelic, you know? She, she was really stunning to me. The one thing that, that I found really funny was the limo. Because that was like a that was like a Vegas limo <laughs> that you take, you know? Like, I noticed yeah, that. bachelorette party or something, right? Too. Yeah, because all the strobe lights and all the neon color stuff. I'm like, is this a... Is it was this a, a party, party limo. limo? Yeah, it was a party limo. It wasn't like, no this was something... limo. It was a party. Right. I figured this was the kind of limo that, you know, if you're going to prom or you, if you're going for a bachelorette party or like girl strip, you like rent those limo. And it was like, a, right. I think my partner noticed that it's a Maserati limo. So it's like a very expensive limo service. Oh, so I was like, wow, they fork out on this limo service. Or maybe it was a gift from Angela. I don't know. I mean, I, I really like Angela so much. I don't doubt that she probably gifted this to them but it was just a very funny mode of transportation but whatever right (laughs) i noticed that too it was it was subtle and i don't know if if they meant to kind of have that juxtaposition but i did notice that it was funny (laughs) (laughs) it was like the interior was all lit up and blue and but she's in a wedding dress and i'm like yeah okay (laughs) 
<laughs> and she was feeling all like emo about just came out to my parents. And then I can't help but think, oh my God, imagine the bass in that, yeah. <laughs> that emo. Like, <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> There's got to be booze somewhere in there. I know, right? <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> I also figured that Angela probably got ordained in order to help marry them because she's that multi-talented or something like how the hell did she just suddenly get a chance to marry them she probably got ordained online or something and i thought that was really cool right that was just speculating maybe yeah especially during covid if you couldn't find church services or you couldn't find someone to officiate like right away and she's like i'll do it <laughs> i'll do it i'll learn right now and i'll do it yeah so, yeah, that, yeah what do you think is going to happen to uh Tarzel after this did you see the final interview not I wouldn't say final interview but did you see the interview they did where Tariq was saying well now we can kind of proceed with whatever and Hazel's like yeah I'm gonna get a girlfriend I mean I'm not sure if I paraphrase that right but uh, what do you think basically is gonna happen to them after this yeah I don't know I don't know. I still think the whole girlfriend thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think she yeah, she's she's bisexual, but then the emphasis of the show how they made it all about finding a girlfriend for her and I don't know. I don't really believe that plot device. I think that's all it was. I don't know. More power to them if they continue with it and I hope they find somebody. I hope they find a sister wife. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I I didn't think that it was uh, I didn't think it was real. At least for me, I didn't think it was. I think it's enough that she's bisexual. I think they went the extra mile to say, let's make this season about you finding a girlfriend. Right. Like, I didn't think they needed to do that. That's all they gave us this season with um, with Tariq and, and Hazel. Was it, it was constantly about getting the girlfriend, getting the girlfriend. I'm like, there's other things you could be doing with these 90 days. This is what y'all came up with. So, Yeah. I don't know. I'm not surprised if they cross over to that other TLC show called Seeking Sister Wife. Seeking Sister Wife, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to perpetuate their, you know, 15 minutes of fame, you know? All right. Now on Discovery Plus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck this! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, Discovery Plus, I don't mean to digress. The Ellie, our guest last week, she was asking me if I watched the 90 Day Singles. And I told her that you and me, we both, I mean, I'm not sure about you, Lan, but for me, I'm, I'm not planning to subscribe to Discovery Plus just yet. Nope. I don't have that plan in the near future. And she asked me why. And I'm like, well, it's like giving into corporate greed, right? So mm. I don't know about our listeners, but I, I mean, I've read, you know, what people thought about Discovery Plus. And I think a lot of people are on that school of thought of, you know, why pay more when the content should be free? These network, they're trying to get more money out of us. And and we already have a lot of, you know, streaming services that we subscribe to that are more bang for our buck, right? Like Netflix, for instance, or even now with Disney Plus. I just don't understand why there's a need to put all this content on a separate streaming service. And I get it. It's only $5 a month. But who's to say that it's not going to increase in the near future? You know, once they hook you in, mm. and then what, right? And I also think that just out of principles, I don't think I want to go with another streaming service. That's just like giving into corporate greed, in my point of view. 
I'm not gonna. And you know, a lot of the times when they do, when they show the the highlights of it, they're people I don't care about. That's the other reason about, too. Yeah. I don't care about the family, Chantel. I yeah. don't care about Big Ed. I'm gonna pay five bucks to show me that. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, don't care about these people. I don't care about Kofi's <laughs> love life that. anymore. Like, why? Yeah. Why are all the despicable, all the unpopular characters still on this 90 day spinoffs? I don't get it. I barely tolerate them for free. <laughs> you're gonna ask me to pay five fucking dollars for that <laughs> to watch? Hell no! <laughs> I'm gonna use that as our 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 podcast title. Barely tolerate them for free. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> no. So that's a hell nah. no. No. <laughs> All right, so we've come to our last couple. Unfortunately, this is not a wedding. This is not a happy ending. But yeah, I think I'm so over Big Mike. I mean, I feel bad for Natalie. Like, I feel like her coming back to stay with him, it's like tucking her tail between her legs. I wish she could do something about that hotel booking. Like, I wish she could have just said like, hey, here's my credit card. I'm going to get Mike to reimburse me later on. Like, I brought this up to you before, Lon. Like, I don't understand why she's... She, she, have she doesn't have anything on her. Nothing. And even the neighbor, I feel like, again, I, I'm not expecting everyone to be this way, but I feel like if you've driven this person all the way to the city, to Seattle, y- you would think that well, I, maybe I'll pay for her first and then get Mike to pay me back or something. Like, I just don't understand why they kind of gave up so easily and they're like, oh, I guess we have to go back to Mike's place. And I'm like, surely there's, there's some other option. Yeah, I think that was fabricated for the story. Mm. For her to go back. Because, like, honestly, TLC didn't make the accommodations. At least I would think that they'd be responsible for making those accommodations. But I don't know. how. Maybe it was real. And if it was real, either way, for me, Mike's the villain, dude. He's, he turned out to be the villain in this in this season. And I've completely lost all respect for him. Now, whenever I see him, I do kind of see what she was talking about. He doesn't... <laughs> I don't want to say something that's that's going to be too controversial right now on the recording. But yeah, he when he was on the bed, when she came back and he was on the bed, she's telling him, well, you know, you, these are the choices. You either have to marry me or I'm going to leave. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, can you fucking like make up your mind already? You had you had all this time to fucking do it. You had 90 days to do this already. And you, you're still going to say, I don't know, man, like quit fucking around for lack of a better phrase. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I just cannot fathom how he's expecting the immigration lawyer to kind of okay the fact that it's okay for her to stay on. Like, I feel like he, illegally, the reason why, right? they, yeah, illegally, I feel like he's trying to get answers on whether it's possible to stay on beyond the 90 days. And that's a straight no, bro. Like, yeah. that's, that's just straight up illegal. You're putting Natalie in jeopardy. I see he's going to be on her ass. Like, I get it. You live out there in a rural sequim or whatever, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it won't catch up to her. Right. I feel like it's the sense of entitlement that he has over her, just thinking that he can get away with just having her stay on and not making a decision just makes him such a weak, indecisive prick. Yeah. At the end of the 90 days, if, if you don't know then doesn't mean doesn't that mean the answer is no you're right that's what that means right like if you have 90 days to figure this out let's just say we're under the impression that the 90 days you should already have it figured out the 90 days is just a plan for the wedding right but if as he says oh give me 90 days to figure it out if by the end of those 90 days you haven't 
then that means no. <laughs> That's a no that this isn't going to happen. Don't be like, I need more time. No, that was what the 90 days was for, bro. <laughs> like, exactly. Just, just let her go, man. Let her be happy. And part of it is him being a dick. Part of him is just, I think, pure selfishness. I think he really did enjoy the benefits of having her around and holding the visa over her, holding the ring over her and having her at his back and call and getting laid. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and maybe still wanting to have that but without the strings attached and then to say oh well it's because i haven't made up my mind yet man you're you're just selfish dude and i don't like you anymore <laughs> yeah that's a toxic relationship to be in you know he yeah he's starting to look more and more like a user like someone mm -hmm. who just wants the sex the free house cleaning the free laundry the free everything but without the attachment and without the promise of letting her obtain that green card right or letting her stay on legally in the u.s and i thought that's not fair to it natalie and i think long we're about to spill the tea here that there is a report that they're no longer together i heard about that too yeah i heard about that too so then when the season first started i thought like tlc was duping us and i was like oh they got married so they must love each other but now that it's come to this episode now it makes me wonder if they just married because that was the easiest way to do it that was the easiest way to get past the current like obstacle that they're facing or to get her to be at least legal while she's still here and then buy them time they got married to buy time pretty much they got married to buy time until she can leave right leave, or oh, until he can know. figure out if he really wants to continue with this relationship <laughs> we're married already but you know that's just to buy me more time to figure this out yeah and now that i have it figured out no let's get a divorce Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah poor natalie yeah i felt bad because she started venting to the to the lawyer and the lawyer was just like oh this is you know, this is just a law office. I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. When she was like, no, you don't understand me. He canceled on our wedding. And she's like, <laughs> I know. I, I have no idea what this is about. I feel bad like. for the lawyer because it's like she's being roped in to be their therapist or something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Dude, you shouldn't be like airing your dirty laundry here. Dirty like she's not there to help again. you figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> But I feel bad. I definitely feel bad for Natalie. I, I know this might be controversial, but I can understand why she called Mike low class. I'm not saying that that's the right way to say it. I'm pretty sure she meant something else and, and she probably framed it differently. At. Yeah, I just, I think I know what she's alluding to you because just when everything started unfolding, it's starting to make sense to me that, okay, Mike doesn't have a direction or can't even make the simplest of decisions. It's, right. It seems like, you know. She wasn't so much referring to an income bracket right. as she was to the kind of person that he is. He is exactly. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. like that. Like he doesn't have class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what she meant by it. Not that he's a lower class person. Yeah. Right. Her, I think that, that was just the limitation in her understanding of the English language. But I see it now. I know what she's getting at. And I'm like, this right? guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> totally. She's too good for him. And my complaint, if there's anything I am just frustrated with Natalie about, is after all this time, why do you still want to marry him? Why don't you want to leave of your own accord? Do you still want to marry this guy? Like, after all this, you still want to marry him? Like, and you know, 
it's easier said than done, but I find this with other couples too, that it's always difficult to get out of something that's shitty and to get out of something that's bad and toxic. You need to love yourself (laughs) to finally say, is this what I want? Is this really what I want? Especially for the rest of my life or to believe that marriage is is something that's going to last a lifetime. When Natalie didn't have that moment yet that I don't want this guy. I don't fucking want this guy. If this is how he's treating me, why would I want to spend the rest of my fucking life with him? So it's like, I want to shake her and go, why are you still trying to chase this guy, dude? Like he's, yeah. yeah. So that's what frustrates me about Natalie. It's just like uh, how I feel about Amira too. Like, why can't you see he doesn't give a shit or he's manipulative. Speaking of Andrew, Lon, do you want to speak about Andrew's disguise on Reddit? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So if you follow all the um, the channels on IG or the, the accounts, um, you might have noticed that Andrew apparently was on Reddit posing as somebody else, as posing as not himself and defending himself while like insulting Amira. This He wrote a post on Reddit that was like, well, I actually think Andrew is like a nice guy and he's like this. Because if if you saw in that one scene, Amira was like that. So blah, blah, blah. And he was, you would think that it was somebody else writing. But then in toward the end of the thing, he was like, so you can almost kind of understand why I did what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote, oh, why? he started speaking. So right, he was referring to himself in third person switched to fucking first person toward the end of his post and then like he signs off like it's not him and there's already other meme accounts where they're they're memeing it and they're like definitely like <laughs> written by definitely not me andrew <laughs> or something because they're already catching wind but Dude. what an idiot this is <laughs> one this is how narcissistic he is to actually go on and defend himself in this manner Instead of taking responsibility and saying, hey, it's me and here it is, guys, you know, which he's already done. So I don't see why he has a problem with it now. And then, yeah, um, too, just amateurish, pathetic. pathetic. (laughs) He is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot about that. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right, Lon, let's wrap it up with our WTF moment. WTF. I think for me, uh, WTF this week just goes to Mike. I I can't believe that he hasn't made up his mind um, after, after 90 days and the way he's treating Natalie right now. I don't, I don't like it. I think this entire season, he's just been a jerk and I think she's better off without him. So for him to not have made up his mind and for him to just keep treating Natalie this way and what the fuck. Yeah. Same with you. I agree. That was a WTF moment for me, the way Mike treated her, towards the end it's funny how when she came back he was kind of remorseful he said he didn't actually want her to leave but then when she was packing up he didn't stop her in fact he wanted her to give back the ring so it says a lot about him as a person that he can be such a jerk and then he regrets it or something so he's really like i said before indecisive and I would call such people spineless as well. Like they don't know what they want. And because of that, it comes across as selfish, right? He drags on this 90-day process for her. And I feel like he's half-assing this relationship. Like the commitment is so half-assed. 
I feel bad for Natalie. You know, it's abusive. From the beginning, we we could read his body language. She was excited. Oh, my visa like worked out or whatever. And he's like, oh, remember when he got that phone call and he was not excited? Oh he yeah, like he was dreading her coming yeah. over. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna be there in like what is she two days or two weeks? I forget what she said. And he was like, um, yeah, well, you know. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> you can almost tell he's like he doesn't want her to be there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Also, shout out to all our Instagram followers. We've been getting quite a bit of uh, following lately. So just shout out to you guys for following us. You know, we can't wait to engage with you guys. We're not a meme account, but we will try our best to engage with our followers and listeners. (laughs) So yeah, really appreciate the follows and the listens. Speaking of listens, we are now on Audible and Amazon. So we have recently moved from uh, SoundCloud to a new home in Anchor and we're also now in Amazon and that's Audible. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's I know. Awesome. And uh, oh, get you a friend like Angela. <laughs> <laughs> get you somebody that can do all of it. <laughs> yeah, like Angela. <laughs> all right, y'all. Take care and be nice. Be kind to everyone. 